0: Welcome into the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. My apologies if you tried to listen to this podcast before and it was unlistenable because for some reason the outro music was blaring over my uh, voice for the first couple of minutes. No clue how that happened. I'm sure it was my fault. Late night editing after these 9 p.m. tips, especially after I've already written to be kind of a process, I guess, in this instance. I'll try and summon my inner Jerry from Parks and Rec. It's not government work if you don't have to do it twice. Anyways, I'll play those takeaways for you. It was kind of a frustrating game against San Jose State. Another night where the Rams had these absurdly confusing cold streaks. And ultimately, the Spartans closed on a 15-2 run. And that was all, folks. I mean, the turnaround under Tim Miles is really impressive. Talked about that as well. San Jose State able to earn their first ever season sweep over CSU. The Rams beat them 17 times in a row at one point. So what Tim has done there is, is pretty significant. That said, I highly doubt he will be there long Sad scene seeing how empty that gym was on senior night, especially considering this was a historically significant season for them. Real quick, there's never been a better time to get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook than right now. If you're a baseball fan, it's a great time to get those preseason bets in. You know, maybe you want to bet on Aaron Judge to hit 50 homers or something like that you can do that. You can get in on March Madness action, the NBA, the NHL, golf, MMA. I know the John Jones bout is coming up. Whatever sport you're into, DraftKings is going to have something to make it just a little bit more interesting for you. It's always just a little bit more intriguing when you have some skin in the game. Right now, I'm taking a look at a lot of the conference tournaments. I think there's good value on a team like St. Mary's. I really like Uh, Oral Roberts, despite the fact that there's a lot of pressure on them to win the Summit League. Whatever you're into, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, with that code DNVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Additionally, I want to talk to you guys about athletic greens. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to be healthier. I wanted better gut health in particular, but I'm not big on having to take a million different pills or supplements, you know, where it just becomes a whole routine of 15 different things. That's just too much for me. I don't have time for that. And that's why AG1 is so perfect. With one scoop, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sores, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's just an easy way to help you start your day, right? This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system your immune system, recovery, aging, energy, focus, all of the things you should be concerned about. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're good there. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, but it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body is actually going to absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get into it. It was a struggle most of the night offensively for CSU. They had these spurts where they would get hot. Actually looked good at the beginning of both halves, and that had to do with Patrick Cartier. They were able to get him some post touches at the beginning of the first and the second half. He took advantage of those in the first half, made the first seven points for the Rams, knocked down a couple of nice post touches down low, then hit an open three. Looked like he could be in line for a 30-burger, but then kind of came down to earth as the half went on. Some of that had to do with San Jose State's half-court defense. They're physical, they're lengthy, and they really gave the Rams fits. I mean, if it weren't for the empty arena, you would have thought CSU was playing against San Diego State, or at least like a Fresno State, with the way that they were so disruptive and physical defensively. But outside of those early touches for Cartier at the beginning of the first half, and then again in the second half, actually scored the first seven points of the second half for CSU as well, 14 of his 17 points right there. But there would just be these incredibly long stretches where CSU would go cold and not be able to make a field goal. You know, a good example with 14-23 left in the first half, Isaiah Rivera had a nice move in the paint, used a gather step, to uh, create some space, finish at the rim, the announcers on the broadcast were kind of geeking over that. That put CSU up 11-8. Again, that's at the fourteen twenty three mark. After that, though, it took another three and a half minutes before Isaiah Stevens finally made a mid-range jumper. That was with 11-10 left. That was his first field goal attempt of the game, nine minutes into the game. But that was a full three and a half minutes after Riv made that bucket down low. From there, it took another two and a half minutes for Tavy Jackson to get a transition three. That was actually a pretty big sequence because it came off of a blown alley oop for San Jose State, so it ended up being about a five point swing. From there, though, it was almost another seven minutes before the Rams were able to make a field goal. Isaiah Stevens made a, a layup at the 303 mark, so it was about six minutes and 37 seconds, I believe, doing math off the top of my head. But what that means is, from the 14:23 mark when Riv made that layup to the 3:03 mark when Stevens had his layup, there were two made field goals by CSU in between that. It's going to be pretty tough to win on the road when you have an 11 and a half minute stretch in which you make two total field goals, especially when you then, in the second half, also have another stretch where you only make one field goal in six minutes. That's 58 percent of the total game time in which you were just completely cold from the floor. Could not buy a bucket. And while that hasn't necessarily been a problem for CSU in every single game, the streakiness has definitely been a pretty consistent thing that's plagued this group. Their numbers end up averaging out pretty well over the, you know, course of a large sample size, but it just seems like it's a roller coaster experience Either they can't find the bottom of the net for minutes on end, or they can't miss for minutes on end. It's, it's very odd. And I know that the old cliche is that basketball is a game of runs, and it most certainly is. The drasticness with which this group swings, though, is just very, very odd to me. Like When things are flowing well, when the Rams are sharing the basketball, there's a lot of movement, multiple ball reversals. Isaiah's facilitating, creating open looks for guys on the perimeter, creating his own shot getting post opportunities for the bigs down low. The Rams have these stretches where they're a lot of fun to watch. You know, even though it was a loss, I think about that Utah State game and both teams just going for shot for shot at its best. This offense is a lot of fun to watch. But when they go cold, man, is it rough. And they have just these brutal stretches. So I don't know why that is or how you solve it. I guess at some point you just kind of are who you are but this shouldn't have been a double-digit loss. It just shouldn't have been, especially with how CSU was actually able to do a pretty good job of limiting Amari Moore for most of the night. He went 2-10 of from the floor in the first half, did finish 5-17 of in total, but you can live with that, especially with a guy like him that can score from all over. I felt that there were multiple guys that did a pretty good job handling him. In particular, I want to shout out Tavey Jackson, who drew a charge and had three or four significant drives where I felt like he did a really nice job of staying in front of him and contesting the shot without getting a foul. But if you had told me going in that CSU limited Amari Moore to two of 10 from the floor over those first 20 minutes, I probably would have assumed the Rams were up, you know, five, six points at least at halftime. The problem was that San Jose state got hot from deep in particular. Cardenas sparked him. He was three of five from three point range in that first half. Finished 4 of 10 from deep in the game, led the Spartans with 16 points. Was really just a a spark plug for them in every phase. Did a great job facilitating for his teammates as he led them with assists as well. Really though, it was the three-point shooting and the ability to stretch the floor, knock down some big shots. As a whole, the disparity in three-point shooting was significant in the game. San Jose State finished 11 of 29 from deep for 38%. The Rams just 24% at 5 of 21. On top of that, Tanjay just 1 of 5 from deep. Stevens 1 of 5 from deep. Cartier 1 of 3 from deep. Palmer 0 of 3. Those are all guys that the Rams count on to knock down those shots and you know kind of create some spacing. It was just one of those nights, though, where not really anything went well consistently offensively. I mean, they're so dependent on Isaiah being able to facilitate for everybody and you know, creating shots for himself. Tanjay as well, he's one of the few guys that can create for himself anywhere on the floor. But the Spartans did a really good job of being physical with him and everybody else. I mean, the refs were really letting these guys play. I don't know if they had a late flight they were trying to catch, but they weren't calling a ton. The Rams just couldn't do enough consistently, though. You know, It wasn't about the officiating. That's not why they lost this game. They lost because San Jose State was much more consistent than them. And because the Rams weren't able to do, you know, what their identity is offensively, which is, you know, play through Isaiah, have him create for everybody, have lots of ball movement, occasionally have John create for himself, everybody else outside of Cartier and maybe Moore's getting some post touches is, you know, just kind of spacing the floor there to knock down open threes drive every now and then. It's simple, but it works most nights. In this case, though, it just it didn't. The Spartans really bullied CSU, and that's kind of been a problem for the Rams in these type of matchups. Their lack of general size and, you know, the disparity in athleticism in certain cases really comes to play in, in these Mountain West games. I will say that CSU did a good job of hanging around and playing, you know, pretty good on ball defense, especially in the half court situations. This game very easily could have compounded into a double-digit deficit in the first half with how cold CSU was offensively. But CSU really made San Jose work. They did a good job of limiting Amari Moore, like I said, and just kind of lingered. I did write about a key timeout, in my opinion, at the end of the first half. This was uh, when Isaiah actually finally snapped the scoreless streak. He was able to knock down a mid-range jumper. Before he did that, though, CSU had... Not one, but two offensive rebounds. It was a nice little hustle sequence. Allowed the Rams to get within two possessions with three minutes to go. Medved immediately called timeout. And I just thought that was heady because it was a really big sequence at that stage of the game. Like I said, it very well could have compounded into a double-digit deficit going into the break. Instead, you call a timeout. You know, just re-emphasize the importance of closing strong, continuing to play defense, regardless of what's happening on the offensive end. It was small. I just thought it was an example of a coach having a good feel for his guys on the floor, you know, coming out of the break. The Rams responded well. They're going shot for shot again. They get Cartier some more post touches early on. He has seven more quick points. But it just kind of seemed like the Rams ran out of gas. And despite being a one point game with about thirteen minutes to go and only a four point game with six minutes to go. The Rams ended up closing the game really, really poorly. San Jose State finished with a 15-2 run, and uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was a pretty brutal finish to what had been, you know, a pretty competitive game for the most part. What else can you say though that you haven't said a million times at this stage of the season? It's just, it's been one of those years. Um, some final takeaways on the San Jose State game before we move on and talk a little women's hoops. I really hope that Josiah Strong ultimately gets that medical red shirt and comes back next season. They just need somebody to more consistently be able to knock down some of these shots. I think he would be huge if the Rams are going to make any type of noise, and I don't even really know what that means at this point in Vegas. It would probably take an insane-type performance from you know Isaiah and John, just those guys getting really hot, creating for themselves, knocking down a bunch of shots. Because I just don't know if top to bottom, you can count on everybody in the rotation to you know be dependable and hit some of those shots like they did in the win over Wyoming, for instance, where you know, kind of everybody got involved in the action. Lastly, I hope that this game slash performance does not cost Isaiah Stevens a spot on the all conference first team. There's definitely going to be a couple of deserving players that get left off. Player of the year is going to be a crazy debate as well, but an uncharacteristically uh, poor performance from Isaiah in this one. Definitely not what we've become accustomed to over the years. Well, I don't want to make excuses for him or CSU. I mean, you know, again, this shouldn't have been a double digit loss. The one thing I will say is it's got to be really tough playing in San Jose in that empty arena and just, you know, kind of having to get yourself going. I think a lot of times as the road team, you know, you feed off of that hostile crowd energy and it can kind of keep you going. But, I mean, it looks like there's less San Jose State fans in the stands than you'd see at a middle school game. Like Johnny So-and-so's got more aunts and uncles and cousins in the stands than the Spartans are, you know, getting for senior night in a historically significant season for their program. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. It's a big reason why I don't love having them in the conference. They just bring basically nothing to the table, and it's also a big reason why they're going to lose 10 miles, and probably this offseason. I mean, he's got to be thinking to himself, "You've got to be shitting me. We're having, you know, one of our best seasons in 40 years. If they make the NIT, it'll be that significant for them. But they're pulling in attendance of 2,347. Which is just under 50%. And, you know, I wasn't in the building, I was watching on TV, but I call BS on that. There were maybe 1,500 people in that building, and that was including, you know, the teams, the marching band, every athletic employee, the concessions workers. It genuinely looked like there were a couple hundred people there. Tim deserves better than that. It's genuinely one of the best turnarounds in the entire country. He could not be more likable as a coach. They've exceeded expectations in every way imaginable. And the, uh, the people of Silicon Valley, San Jose, could not care less. And this is a real side tangent here, but that's something to consider when it comes to all of these Power Five uh, expansion conversations. You see some of these schools that are being floated, whether it's UNLV or even San Diego State, which has a solid basketball following, but very little buy-in when it comes to football. You might be getting an intriguing region like Southern California or an intriguing market like UNLV, but you're not getting a community that actually buys into these schools. And is there really that much more value in having that market if nobody's watching? Yeah, there's a lot of TVs there, but nobody has them on. Anyways, I could ramble on and on, but that's my two cents. Let's move on. Let's, uh, let's talk about this women's game. Hopefully the men can end the regular season with a dub on senior night. I don't know what the future holds for guys like Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay at this point. Sure would love to have them both back in the green and gold if possible. Uh, Sounds like James Moore's will not be using his extra year of eligibility. Makes sense. Probably wouldn't be playing a ton next year anyways. You got to focus, you know, on developing some of these other forwards that you have in the program, but I would definitely love to see these guys get to go out on their home floor with a win. Hopefully, the community shows up and supports them in a major way. As frustrating as this season has been, you know, these guys, John, Isaiah, James Moores, they've been part of just such a significant turnaround for the program. I know this season has been really tough, but I mean, you're coming off of back to back seasons in which you finish with the most league wins in program history, and you've earned, you know, the highest NCAA tournament seed in program history. They've done a lot of great things, and I just hope that everybody keeps that in perspective, shows up and supports them, and you know, even when it comes to some of the stuff online, criticism is most certainly warranted. This team did not live up to expectations. There have been a lot of weird, extenuating circumstances that I've rambled about a million times that I won't get into just with injuries and the timing of the recruiting calendar and all that, but these guys are some all-time great Rams, and they deserve some love. All right, let's move on. When you get hurt, Backus & Shanker is here to help. Backus & Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Backus & Shanker is free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus & Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients. Now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins, Backus & Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus & Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus & Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus & Shanker wins. Additionally, Breckenridge Brewery and DNVR have teamed up to give some lucky DNVR fans the ultimate game day experience. This is going to include VIP tickets, Club Lexus access, parking pass, DNVR merch, and more. These giveaways will be on March 9th for the Avs. They will be playing the Los Angeles Kings. Included in that is two tickets in Section 102, Row 5. It's right behind the ABS bench. It's really incredible. Again, you get all of the works included, and that even includes drinks when you're in Club Lexus. It is the high life. And then we're giving away a pair of Nuggets tickets as well on the 30th. That is against the Pelicans. Those will be courtside row two. If you'd like to enter, head to the slash Breck Sweepstakes. You must be 21 or older. We will be giving them away one week before each of the respective games, so do not miss out. Again, that is the slash Breck Sweeps. Cool, cool, cool Let's wrap up here just with a little bit of talk about CSU women's basketball. Unfortunately, fell to Wyoming up in Laramie on Saturday night. Tough finish in that one. Talked about that the other day. Responded well, though. At home, secured that three seed with a 66-51 victory over Boise State. And looking at the bracket, I actually like the side that CSU's on better. Potentially, you know, going to have to beat Boise again and then Wyoming could, you know, though, avoid San Diego State and UNLV until the title. So I like where the Rams are at as far as the bracket goes. I also like the consistency with which the offense was able to operate in this one. The women's teams had some streaky issues themselves, but really consistent approach tonight. 21 in the first, 19 in the second, 13 in the third, 13 in the fourth. Just a solid approach each and every quarter. And what was great is it was a team victory. I mean, you got production from everybody on the floor. McKenna Hofschild, fresh off of being named a finalist for the Nancy Lieberman Award. Big congrats to her. Best point goes to the best point guard in all of college basketball. But she was her typical self in this one. 19 points, which led the Rams. Also led the team with seven assists. Six more than anybody else on the floor. Had a couple of steals. Five rebounds. Just a typical McKenna outing. Uh, Along with her, Destiny Thurman had 11 points. Six rebounds. Kendall Kinzer had six points, or excuse me, had 11 points, five rebounds. Kylan Clark had seven. Callie Clark had six points, eight boards. It was just collectively a really solid showing on their home floor, a nice way to conclude what had some bumps along the way, but ultimately was a really fun season for this group. I mean, technically not done. You still have the conference tournament and beyond. We'll see there. Hopefully the NCAA tournament, at least the WNIT, you would think at this point. But what's really exciting is just the fact that outside of Destiny Thurman and Petra Farkas, all these key pieces are going to be back. I mean, those were the only two that had played in five seasons after this year. Everyone else can come back. They didn't even honor McKenna on senior night. So that's a pretty great indication that she is going to come back. I mean, she had been pretty open that she intended to all along. Still, though, the fact that they didn't honor her, you know, that seems pretty solid. She's just an incredible player. She's. Really skilled, really talented, and she's a lot of fun to watch. And this team's a lot of fun to watch. So I I hope they're able to somehow you know, pull out the run, win three games in three days in Vegas. They do get the bye. After that, we'll play the winner of Utah State versus Boise State, assuming they're going to be Boise State because Utah State is terrible. But, yeah, that's all we have for this one. We'll have more hoops talk throughout the week. I'll we'll get some preview stuff for the Mountain West tournaments. We'll preview both the men's and women's side. Really looking forward to that. If you're gonna be out in Vegas, hit me up. You know, I'd love to say what's up to you out there, especially if you're a DNVR member, if you support my work. You know, I love talking about this stuff with you guys. Anyways, I'm going to get some sleep. I hope all of you are able to do the same. Much love, y'all. Peace.